Hello and welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable, the only podcast that dares to be both on topic and on location. My name is Tom Hollingsworth and I'm a part of Gestalt IT, where we bring you the opinions and facts from a wide variety of IT influencers and luminaries in the community. The premise for today's episode, IT's really not that broken, is it? I wanted to take a quick moment to introduce our panelists. I'm Phil Gervasi, uh, network underscore Phil on Twitter. I'm Brandon Carroll, at Brandon Carroll on Twitter. Uh, Marina, um, underline Marina LF at Twitter. All right, thank you very much for joining us today. So let's get back into that premise. So IT's broken, right? Every time I turn around, I can't get my email, the cloud is down, everything's on fire. And if you IT people would just make this stuff work, I could get my job done. Is it really that broken? I don't think it's quite that broken, Tom. All right, why do you say that, Bill? Well, uh, I checked my email about 100 times today, and it wasn't down any of those times. And if you think about it, we work in the industry. We're putting out fire. Our job is to do that. So if we were mechanics fixing cars, all we do is see, is, is see broken cars all day. Does that mean that the 300 million cars you know, driving around the United States, if that's how many, are they all broken? No. So I, I think we have a little bit of a skewed perspective. My email worked today. I checked my bank account twice today. Um, I was on Google Chat with my wife a lot today. All of the services that I used, now granted that was mostly Google, they all worked. I checked my work email, uh, work chat, all of it worked. So I, I just don't think that all of IT is that broken. I know we're focusing on networking a lot today, so I'm going to probably dig into that too, but uh, not, as, not as much as we like to joke that it is. I mean, that's great. You were yeah. able to check your email. Did you ever have any trouble getting on the wireless today? Nope. None? No. Didn't have any problems with the forgotten passwords logging into account? No, and, and the thing is that if I did today, and then I compared that to all the number of times that a guy logged in successfully, it would be a tiny, tiny proportion. And so can I, I think, is it fair to say, yeah, networking is just all broken, or, or wireless is broken, and therefore all I, I don't, I don't think so. It's You're still right. not that bad. If, if you have 364 days of perfect performance, uh -huh. then everything is great except for that one Yeah, day. that's true. That's 99% uptime. And in any other place in the world, 99% uptime mm -hmm. would be perfect. But this is IT, buddy. You're right. 99.9999% of the time, it better be available. 30 seconds of downtime a year. Anything less is completely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. That's why IT is broken. Okay. Am I right? Uh, do we experience that kind of downtime per year? I mean, I guess if we're talking about certain resilient services that we're used to, especially a lot of the, like, you know, we experienced that Amazon outage uh, a while back. Uh, I don't know how many nines that was. You know, uh, Google every once in a while, I see little something's not right. I'm, I can't quantify that, but I still have that overall sense as just a consumer of those technologies that things are not that bad. Um, you know, and so if we're talking about enterprise corporate IT, may, maybe that's more applicable, right? Okay. So, so from a corporate IT perspective, it, what happens when the CEO can't get their email? What happens when the CTO, suddenly the wireless connection in their office is a little spotty? Is that bad? Is that broken? Is it, or is it just kind of the nature of the beast? It's like when my car makes a funny noise. It's not broken, it's just not working right. I think it's probably oftentimes more a people problem than, mm. than an IT problem. How so? I, I think we've, we've, we've uh, delivered services uh, to users uh, that can't um, 
in their head, they, they don't understand everything that's involved in the services they've been delivered. And so uh, oftentimes IT will get the blame for uh, something like latency. When you're trying to access a server that's on the other side of the planet, is IT broken? No, IT got you there. Mm. It just was a little slow. It's somewhere else. And I think that we've fostered this um, demand for everything right now. This second has to work, has to be fast. And if I type a password wrong, it's not my fault that it, I didn't get connected. The network's broken because it's not taking my password. Fair enough. And like I have an been, expectation thing. I've been in situations before where I've been called out to repair a problem because the entire network was down. And it turned out that the person calling the problem in their network cable had been disconnected from the back of their PC. So in my mind, as a practitioner, they didn't do a very good job of trying to discover the blast radius of the problem. Was it one PC? Was it many PCs? Was it everybody? Because again, that mentality of everything better work and be available right now. I mean, how many times do we see it? Netflix is down, Facebook is down, Twitter is down. I'm assuming Snapchat goes down every once in a while. I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> but but we, we see that. And, and honestly, in places like that, they even have crazy mantras like fail faster. Failure is always an option. You know, They want things to break. Now, ostensibly, it's because they want to be able to route around those problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a whole thing about chaos engineering and chaos theory mm -hmm. about, you know, we, we hear it from Netflix, but I've actually seen recently where the idea of just a, a script running out there, Chaos Monkey, is mm -hmm. it's grown into this huge industry where they have, like, you know, all kinds of unit tests that you can run against stuff. So in my mind, the, being able to do this chaos engineering aspect of things I would say I want IT to be more broken so that I can go find that stuff. I think part of what Brandon was trying to say, because you started, you led off by saying a people people problem, like process problem, which I think is what you yeah, was, we were saying earlier. Say, because yeah. it's always like that, right? You have technology, you have processes, and you have uh, uh, people. Mm -hmm. If it's not IT, it's, it's, it might be the process that is broken because maybe the communication is not getting to the users and then they don't know what to do. Well, you're right. So you have to kind of fix everything there, look at holistically. Well, but, but see, the problem that we run into then is what happens when it's an executive. Can't be my problem. I'm perfect. I do everything right. My email worked yesterday. What did you change? So then it becomes a people problem on our side or it becomes a process problem. Oh, we reset everybody's password because someone let a password table leak to a rainbow site or something like that. Or, you know, maybe servers die. I find that a hilarious that in a car there are certain things that we just expect to go out. Tires. Mm -hmm. We have to change the oil. But the alternator is something that never goes out until it does. Mm -hmm. And servers are never supposed to die. As long as that server has power to it, it better be running. And no amount of us explaining that to people things go out, things break, they don't get it. So could it be that the perception that we have of IT is broken, that it should always be available, that it should always be on? Because as you said, Phil, cars do break down. I don't think the perception is wrong. That, that, that is the perception. It's an always on available service. It's, it's not 100% perfect. And therein we have Twitter has a blip and the whole world you know, is on fire as a result. So you're right, it's not 100% uh, perfect. 
but that is the perception because, and as we know, perception tends to be reality, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, these are services that we've come to rely on, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, now, but let's think about this in the in the context of, of the technology itself, right? So IT, like, I mean, we're networking people, so you know, configuring networks. You know, we, we listen to, to, to vendors talk about how, you know, we have this technology that's going to fix the complexity of how to configure this. There's nothing wrong with the technology there. So even in that yeah. case, is it really broken? Not really. It's like, oh, it's difficult to do and we want to do it this way and we're going to orchestrate it to, you know, abstract away the complexity. But OSPF is still not broken, you know? I, I think that makes a lot of sense because oftentimes, the, the automation that's built in to do these things, it's not to fix something that's broken, but it's still to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, I don't want to do this manually. Yeah. Right? And well, that's different. But manual inputs, as we've learned over the years, are a point of contention because you can still break things. Yeah. Or Technology's when, not broken, though. That's but we get back human, to people in process. Human. How many times have we seen that being discussed over the years? The reason why the network is the problem is because you have to submit a change request to a network admin, and it may take a week for this port to get provisioned. Well, nobody ever told Phil or Marina that they had the opportunity to automate that re change request. And so networking wasn't broken. It's just not working as fast as everybody thinks it should be. Mm -hmm. But because we only know two failure states working at, a, at 100% or completely broken, well, if I didn't get what I want, it must be completely broken. Mm -hmm. So how do we fix that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's not to say that that these tools that we're talking about as far as automating and orchestrating different configurations to make it easier, automating a, a service request and doing all that, there's still value there. So I didn't mean that to say that there's not as much value. It's just the technology that's broken and uh, people are a bunch of idiots and <laughs> everything is fine. Let's end this podcast. Not, not at all. There's still value <laughs> in those tools because we still want to improve. So those are not exclusive things where, well, you know, IT is not broken, so we don't need to improve. I don't believe that like the internal combustion engine and, and cars, you know, are, are necessarily bad technology, but we're nevertheless still improve them, become more efficient, um, invent better tires. I don't know that much about cars. So. Well, but but think about it like this: so uh, cars that were made in the 50s and 60s had carburetors, mm -hmm. which worked really well at the time, but they're notoriously fussy. And if you if you try to modify one okay. without knowing what you're doing, it's like trying to fix OSPF; it will break. Now we have most, every vehicle now has a fuel injection system. And a fuel injection system is a giant black box. It either works or it doesn't. The problem is, is that when it doesn't work, you don't have the skills as a normal human to adjust that. You can't even get into it because it's all computerized and it's all um, calibrated in such a way so that it can't be fixed. So in a way, we have reduced the amount of choice. Now, car reliability is through the roof because fuel injection systems rarely have problems. They're mm -hmm. either working or broken. So did, would you say that in this case, technology has hindered our ability to fix our own cars? Because I can still remember my father sitting outside on a Saturday afternoon tinkering with carburetor jets. Mm -hmm. I mean, the car was kind of reliable, but he also knew that if he had to fix it, he could. It's interesting. I, to me, it still goes back to a people problem. And, and here's why. We, we talked, you talked about the uh, tools that we have today and the automation and, and how that's um, a good thing. It's, it's helping. Uh, and things like that, if you don't have the automation, you do it manually, you break things. But still, for something to be broken, 
when it comes to automation or a, a routing protocol or uh, the function of a server or whatever, they have to operate within their confined set of rules, mm -hmm. right? And when they they don't operate in that, it's broken. So let's take automation, for example. Automation's great as long as you understand what you're automating and how it impacts other stuff. As soon as you enable that automation, if you didn't read the manual and it broke something else, now people say, oh, that automation broke the network. No, the person that didn't understand how that automation impacted things broke the network. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Right? And the network is therefore not really broken. Right. So, so was that, is the carburetor broken technology? No. So this is where this analogy is going to break down. It's not broken technology. We just found a w better way to do it. So I'm, I don't, these are, again, these are not exclusive arguments here. If somebody says, oh, no, 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 I got a better routing protocol I just invented. Great. IT is like OSPF is not broken today, but I, I have a better way to solve the problem. Okay. So we, we can still improve, but what problem are we trying to solve over and over? What's going on with the vendors that are out there putting out, uh, uh, you know, different technologies, whether it's in networking or in system administration or anything like that. I, I, I have to admit that half of the time, I wonder if we're, if they're making up a problem that we don't really have. I'll actually do you one better. Okay. Let's go back to that people problem for a second, because I actually, I, I have a thought about this. So people are the issue, right? They're operating in their own sphere of influence and they want to get things done. What about the hero culture of IT? I ride in on my white horse and I fix your problem and I'm a hero all of a sudden. How much of it is people who don't want to let go of their hero word mentality, I fix your broken things and you must like me? And honestly, how many of it is people who know that IT has a hero mentality and they're creating problems that they want solved just to challenge IT people to fix process that they don't like? That's pretty Machiavellian, that second that's option. Evil. <laughs> that's evil. Do you think that's do you think have that's you guys ever on? had a CEO come to you for problems? I guarantee yeah. you I know there are some out there okay. that have told okay. me in the past. I'm challenging you because I know that if I tell you you can't do it, you will make it happen. Yeah. Now, Marina, what do you think about that? Do you think that, that the hero mentality of IT is causing a problem? I have to believe that people are not that evil, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they are. Yeah. I, I love your faith in humanity. I don't have any <laughs> left because I worked on a help desk. Brandon, hero mentality, yes or no? There's going to be people who have have their ulterior motives it's going to happen people people are um i think there's a selfishness in inherent to, to people there if they want something they they could come to you and like you give that example i want something i'm going to challenge him he's going to figure it out mm -hmm. it could happen the broader spectrum of people i think are good people and are you know are going to do that but i, I don't know optimist. you're an optimist <laughs> yeah I'm a pessimist. I think that people are all messed up. But nevertheless, I still think this is a different argument mm. because we're still talking about a people problem. So so what? Hero mentality. Wh whatever. Okay. That doesn't mean that the technology is broken. That just means that we have people that are, you know, jerks. So we have <laughs> we have uh, uh, doctors with God complexes. I'm not saying all doctors, but we have these. They exist. Yeah. Does that mean that all medicine is broken? No. Of course not. We're still making advances in medicine. Do we have attorneys that are that also have God complexes? And I've worked with some of them that are not. But you work with an attorney who's very, very much full of himself. Does that mean that you know all law is broken or the practice of law is broken? No. 
You're right. It's not. But I also don't but. go to the doctor every day, and I don't go to the lawyer's office every day, but I do check my email every day. So maybe part of the problem with the perception is, is that as a person, I rely too much on IT to live my daily life. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a separate question. Do we rely too much on IT? That's a that's another that's a good podcast. But we totally yeah. need to record that podcast too. <laughs> but he, here's another thing. Let's say you got a piece of hardware, a core router running in your network, right? Routing protocols work fine. It's up for 180 days, and then some kind of uh, issue with the buffer and it throws a a bug, boom, and it's dead, or it's just down for whatever amount of time, reboots, comes mm -hmm. back up, everything's good. Okay, so now the network's broken, right? Mm -hmm. Because of a bug that was software developed by a person. Who, yeah. it, it all goes back, that, that's right. why I say it all goes back to people at some point. People and, are the ones that yeah. mess things up. You can't code things perfectly, so that's gonna be reflected in the hardware you have and, yeah. and how it operates. And a lot of the technology that we see coming rolling out from various vendors addresses that specific thing. So you know we see DevOps with continual integration, continual validation and deployment, and um, uh, mitigating those risks that are associated with human, uh, you know, configuration intervention. Um, whether that be in the network, the sysadmin side, whatever it is, but that's still addressing those things. You, we are so TCP/IP still works. I mean, are we going to? I mean, if somebody comes up with something better, that's fine. But I just don't think it's broken. Are you assuming that we are designing networks that are fully um, available, high redundancy and all of that? Are you assuming that? Because sometimes mm. business might not build networks like that, and then yeah, that's true. there's no redundancy, there's no availability, and then... Let's be fair. Amazon Web Services is the world's most redundant network and storage platform until you load everything into US 1 East, and they they bugger something up by rebooting it in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, I mean, we get back to process now. Just because I gave you a redundant network and you built an application that only uses one server, is it really my problem that you can't code right? All right, so I think we're just about to the end of our time here, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back, we're gonna go back to that premise. Is IT really that broken, Phil? I don't think the technology of IT is that broken. I wanna see it improve. Uh, and I'm happy to see that, but I think it's the people and processes that that need to be addressed first and foremost. So, Brandon, I think the same thing. It's people and processes um, that ultimately reflects on the network. Okay, I'm passionate about technology, and I think it just needs to continue to enable people, and then we just have to fix the, the process. So it sounds like technology is not our problem, folks. It sounds like it's people and process. But really, we've kind of known that for a long time because no matter what technology we're dealing with, people still have to use it, and there still has to be an instruction manual on how to make it work right. And I think maybe that's really what we think about when we think about IT. We focus too much on the blinky lights and not on the things happening inside of people's heads. Maybe if we take a step back and we kind of play a little bit of psychoanalyst and we help people figure out how to better use their technology, Maybe we'll find out IT is not really that broken after all. That should just about do it for this episode of the On-Premise IT Roundtable. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want to catch the latest episode of this podcast, please head over to our website, gestaltit.com slash podcast. You'll always find that latest episode as long as well as every other episode that we've recorded. Um, if you uh, prefer to listen to your podcast mobile, maybe when you're in the car or something like that, um, please use the podcast app of your choice. Uh, we have a lot of different options there. You can check us out on iTunes. If you are in iTunes, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review because that's how people are able to 
find this great podcast and learn a little bit more about IT and how evidently it's not broken. So for our guests today and for Tom Hollingsworth and the rest of the Gestalt IT family, we bid you a fond adieu and thanks for listening. <laughs>